0: Let's talk about finding myself after marriage and kids.
1: Let's talk about finding myself single and dating in my
0: 30s. This is The Other Side. Hey guys, you're locked into The Other Side pod and this is episode 5 and I'm joined by my friend Ayla. I'll let her introduce herself and tell you what she does.
1: Hi! um yeah I am a hypnobirthing teacher um or as I like to call it a birth education teacher
0: okay well this week we're doing an episode on maternal mental health especially within the black and Asian community as it is black maternal mental health week <laughs> awareness <laughs> week and so we're both mothers we are almost actually. identical age so as well I'm just gonna talk Oh, right, my daughter is yeah. just from four and our boys are. are born three days apart. So yeah, we, we've been doing this journey together. Um, I think I'll start talking more about my first birth because obviously that was what really introduced me into the whole world mm-hmm. of pregnancy and birth. So I've probably said it before, but pregnancy the first time around, I mean, I got pregnant quite quickly, quite easily. But the whole pregnancy was just.
1: Oh, because you were really so ill, tough. weren't
0: you? It was brutal. Yeah. And no one, I was just like, is this how it's meant to be? It was brutal on my body to the point where, oh, God, that looks new, where I lost a bit of weight in the beginning. I was hospitalized a couple of times. And then, so for me. Because you had, um, what is that
1: thing? Do you, what do you call it?
0: It's um, the hyper. Yeah, basically. Morning it is. sickness. <laughs> I was will... yeah, that's the one. I was sick all day, every day. So morning, noon, and night. Everything smart bad, including my husband. Everyone smart bad. Oh. And it would just make me sick. So for me, I was just so over being pregnant. And I was over term. So she wow. was almost two weeks late. So as you can imagine, it was just tough. But my labour was very that's straightforward. Good. There was no pain relief. No, nothing. I had a water birth and I think three push-ups out. So I think my active labour was about wow. 25 minutes. Yeah. So then I was thinking, okay, not too bad. I guess the traumatic pregnancy was worth it. But fast forward to my second pregnancy. Pregnancy was a breeze. Everything was fine. Re- what, so you didn't really have any of the sickness time. with... But, mm, I had a little bit yeah. of morning sickness the first six weeks. That was it.
1: And Amazing. then after that,
0: I was fine. Yeah. Well, I did have a little bit of bleeding, mm. but they said that was normal for some people. So, But when it got to labour, my contraction started as normal. So I went to the hospital. I had my bag. I was ready. But for some reason, they left me waiting. And I was like, no, no, this baby's really coming. Cause it felt strange after a while. Like I was having funny pains, and then I was having some bleeding. But the nurse just kept looking at me mm. because I wasn't screaming and rolling around on the floor. They just assumed I was fine. I was like, "Something, someone needs to check me." So she came and checked me, and then her face just dropped. And then she actually pressed this alarm <sighs> button, and these doctors came running in, and they collapsed the bed, and they just ran. Oh my gosh! To fish. And what had they and seen all the while? Exactly, all the while they didn't tell me anything. And I was screaming, what's happening? What's happening? Can someone tell me what's happening? You know, I'm going to have a water bath. <laughs> I, I rocked off in my bikini. <laughs> and yeah, they just looked at me like, there's no time for that. We have to get this baby out right now. So, like, I must have got to the hospital just before two. He was out by 2.28. So, like, they put me on the bed. And they started administering, like, the... Um, and it says into my spine. And they're like, are you allergic to anything? We don't have time for you to sign a release form. You know, we have to have an emergency. And how have see- they not explained right this now. to you? They haven't explained anything. I was like, that is crazy. It's like, what's happening? What's and what wrong? was Claude doing? And then I turned around. He was in scrubs. <laughs> I don't know how quickly the <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> when that happened, but I turned around he was the scrubs, and then before I knew it, they had, oh pulled oh my me out. gosh, and have they explained and it since? They were: Yeah, so they sewed me back up, took me to recovery, and I think 9 pm. that evening, the consultant came and tried to explain what was happening, but I could tell, because I remember her face when she came into the theater, I remember her saying to the nurses and the midwives, how long mm. was she waiting?" And they said, why was she waiting that long? But I couldn't hear their answer. So she was saying, each contraction I had was crushing his head. So he couldn't pass down through the birth canal. And so his heart rate was dropping right. and wasn't coming back up. So in my head, I'm thinking if it had been like five yeah. minutes later. And I lost a lot of blood. They offered to give me a blood transfusion. <laughs> I refused, <laughs> like the person I am. Um And they said any longer, they don't know what could have been, so they had to just take him out. So I said, okay, fair enough. So I think I spent five days recovering in hospital. Oh, my gosh. So I felt like I had a traumatic delivery. And having postnatal depression the first time, I was like, I don't want this traumatic delivery to cause any triggers for me. That's why I decided to have therapy. So, I did some counseling sessions. I spoke to my GP and I was like, I really feel like I need to speak to someone because I can feel myself going into a really dark place. And then that's when I started researching um, mortality rates uh, Mm -hmm. for black and ethnic minority women. And it's like black and Asian, black women are five times more likely to die in childbirth than their white counterparts. And Asian ladies are two times more likely. And I just want to know why because it can't be anything to do with the makeup no what I mean like
1: they had this amazing um conference last week that I went to for and it was it's this charity that started running it to do with like black lives and because there is a biological difference with black women's um which I didn't know with your ovaries you have like a different Mm -hmm. shaped Mm -hmm. um ovaries and they thought that they've thought for a long time maybe that was some part in it which doesn't explain why Asian women have those stats but they've done a lot of work and they don't think it's got anything to do with it um and a lot Mm. of the like I mean obviously they haven't like as classically they haven't really properly looked into it but like just all the stories that were coming yeah. back from all of these women were just the same thing that they just weren't being listened to that yeah. they, no one was listening they, they and, weren't
0: listening and me. it was like yeah
1: it's just a really horrible it's a really horrible topic to think that like for me as well like I really struggle with because I'm mixed race I just like really struggle with racism in general I don't really get it because I just don't yeah. I just don't understand it But to think that in labour, like it's a basic human right to be able to just deliver your baby in a safe place. And that anything is coming Mm -hmm. into the equation whereby that's meaning that women are not like a little bit, but like a huge amount. And and the worst thing Mm -hmm. is it's gone up, which I only found out today. So it was, it was three times uh, like a a few years ago so it's gone up I think it's like in 10 years it's gone up to now five times
0: yeah and it's really worrying for the women who are still yet to give birth and go through everything and I think I hate to think like this but it probably does go back to the times where you know when they would teach in medical schools that African bodies can take more pain than white bodies can and I feel like I don't know if that's still in the back of their minds, but it's like, I felt like I wasn't being taken seriously. Both labours, my first labour, I felt like I was right at my pain threshold. But yeah, by the time I got back to the hospital, it was too late for them to give me an epidural anyway. But when I was in the pool and I was like, yeah, she's definitely coming out now. I need to push. The midwife was like, no, I don't think you're ready yet. And I was like, no, I'm telling you, she's coming out. And if I didn't have my mum there with her hand (laughs) in my vagina... I said, I can feel the head. She's coming. She, <clears throat> her back was turned. I really, when she came out. Because so one of I was, the things they were
1: saying yeah. in, in this conference was that um, that they feel that I don't even know how to say this in a like appropriate way, but they were basically saying that what they think mm-hmm. it is is that people perceive." like so if it, just for the the black stats not for the asian ones but for like black women people they yeah. are perceived to be a little bit more i'm trying to use the right word but like if it was just me and you like a bit more mouthy right yeah, the, you're a bit more vocal the, a bit more yeah. like and so if mm-hmm. a black woman is sitting there and going because normally with a midwife she can tell when something's really wrong when a woman will say i'm in more pain or something's yeah. wrong i can't normally the woman can feel it yeah. <clears throat> and So when a black woman's sitting there and saying that, they're just not taking it seriously. They're like, oh, she's just being loud, you know, she's just being whatever. And Mm -hmm, obviously mm -hmm. that's not, you know, that's resulting in in women dying. But it's coming from that like prejudice where they think like, oh, she's just being a bit over the top, you know. Um, Mm -hmm, And then they had these awful like um, stories about these Asian women and like the sort of like where they were going with it and why they thought it was sort of happening with Asian women is because a lot of Asian women are sort of historically taught not to kind of challenge male, male kind of authority figures. Um, so they're in a room, okay. right, with a doctor potentially who's already an authority figure in an uncomfortable situation for them yeah. and they just don't feel able to kind of yeah. speak up and say something's wrong, I don't feel like something's right and they're just sort of silently sitting there yeah. in this pain and then obviously mm-hmm. is ending up in this situation. like so both those, it just sound, they're just so wrong and so sad.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's like I don't know what to do about it, but I feel like I need to do something. And there are so many charities and organize- organizations that are set up to combat this. And I will add links to them in the description for this episode for those who want to know more, because I'm still learning more as well. But so maybe you can tell us a bit more about what you do and why. Yes, yeah, so, I mean I so
1: <clears throat> I guess. A bit like you, I had, like, one – I had one really positive, like, birth experience with my daughter. And then I had one really, really traumatic experience with my little boy who weirdly came second Um, because he was born, like, very, very early, as you know, like, 29 weeks. And so it was nobody's fault that that was traumatic. It just – it's going to be, right, because you don't know at the end of that birth what you're going to be – you're going to be faced with. So – that there's no one can yeah. really make that a calming situation but just like the physical mm-hmm. th- I mean when I gave birth to my daughter I can safely say like at no point did I feel <clears throat> any pain I was like same I didn't I just didn't there was no <laughs> need for any pain relief I I, like, used hypnobirthing the whole, whole yeah. way through um, and it was just like really amazing experience but with my son there were points where I genuinely thought I might die <laughs> from the level of pain I was feeling. It was oh, just wow. horrific. I yeah. cannot, I have like genuine, still have nightmares over it. It was really, really awful. And when I got out of there, I thought that doesn't make any sense. He was like three times smaller than she was. It doesn't, it yeah. was just, that was my mind. And like the fear that I was in was creating mm-hmm. that pain. And it just made me realize like the, yeah. how, how, amazing like hypnobirthing is and I mean essentially hypnobirthing is about like it's it's like a biology course in um in labor in birth in what your body goes through because I think it's true to say that most women on this planet give birth without knowing really what's happening to your body during birth like most people if you say what's a contraction Mm -hmm. they'll probably say it's a pain that happens when I'm giving you know they don't really know what (laughs) what that is (laughs) And like yeah. you can't work with your body and and help your body give birth if you don't know what is happening. And if you don't know what's happening, mm-hmm. then you're you may not do the right things, sit in the right positions, etc. And then ultimately, you're just making it mm-hmm. more dangerous mm-hmm. for yourself. Um. So I just really yeah. believe in the importance of like teaching women exactly what happens to your body. It's and you watch women learn, and it's like incredible when they actually realize what's about to happen and like all that fear is just not knowing and it just dissipates because suddenly they're like right this is what's going to happen I know how to work with this now Um, and then we obviously do like a lot of work with I guess the hypnotherapy part of hypnobirthing is all about trying to like remove all that like negativity, all those horrible birth stories, all that stuff yes. that's sitting in the back of your mind. We just do like a bit of work where we like replace it with like positive stories, positive feelings. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. I started doing that, and then I, when I was training, I found out about these statistics with black and Asian women, and it just broke my heart. To be honest, I used I just used to get really upset about it, and I just sat there mm-hmm. like you looked at charities, looked at loads, there's so many people doing such amazing work with it. And then I just thought and thought yeah. and I thought I could give some profit, I could do this, I could do that. And I just thought, do you know what? I'm just gonna give mm-hmm. my time because I feel really yeah. passionate about this and I really want to I really want to make sure I yeah, I just feel I like if help. like
0: yeah.
1: ethnic women knew what was happening to their bodies, how to work with them, essentially hypnobirthing, you don't even need a midwife. They're there if something goes wrong, right? But yeah. ultimately you can do this mm-hmm, yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't need anyone. And if well, look how many exactly. women around the world. Give you know, birth I mean, literally, my here. ancestors used to just squat in a field and just crack on with their day. You know, <laughs> that's the reality. So, <laughs> yeah. I just think if women could learn to trust themselves and to know what they need to do, then hopefully those yeah. statistics will, you know. And if, yes, yeah, so I just, whoa, whoa. I basically just give my time. I mean, as much time as I've got, because obviously I've got two small children. But I do like group courses for BAME women um free of charge okay. um you know whenever I have time basically so that you know obviously yeah. for women that are unable to financially support it um you know if you've got money in the bank then yeah. you have to pay <laughs> but you know for yeah. women that really can't <laughs> afford it that are really anxious that are nervous yeah. um mm-hmm. you know like my door's always open basically
0: yeah and it's so needed because not that I have anything against NCT. Before anyone comes to me, because I did the NCT course, because obviously it was my first child, and I was like, I'm, I'm, I i am i do not know anything. So the, I paid almost three hundred pounds. But like, and I felt like I came out of that course knowing nothing. The only thing I took out of it was yeah. I have a group of friends. Which is also great, right? I guess. It, because you need that support gray. network.
1: But I think, yeah, yeah. the hypnobirthing and NCT is unfortunate because they're sort of in a bit of competition because the price structure is not unsimilar, mm-hmm. and, you know, most people can't afford both. So yeah. you're kind of picking. But at the same
0: time, yeah, but with hypnobirthing, I feel like it's teaching you yeah. exactly what's going on and how to handle it. NCT was more like, a, okay, this is how you yeah. change a nappy and this is what active labor is. We're not actually what yeah, your body yeah. is doing. And doing I feel labor. like
1: as well, like I had a really good friend who did um, hypnobirthing and she had a really positive birth and she also did NCT classes as well. And when I think apparently I didn't did, never did yeah. NCT, but I think at the end of the birth, they will get back together again and they will catch up and they did this round the table yeah. thing of like, how was everyone's birth, you know, what happened and she, They went all round telling Mm. their horror stories, as like women love doing. And then they got to her, and she said, "Actually, I had a really great (laughs) experience." And the NCT lady said, "Just stop you there, okay? We'll move on to the next girl because we don't need to hear about that." And she was just like, "Oh right, okay." And then she just kind of sat there, and they carried on. And after she just felt a bit kind of like, "Yeah, like why? Why why is my story not important?" It's like you, we just want to revel in the yeah. Negativity, of, yeah, but actually, like details, more women yeah. should hear that you can give birth in a positive it's way. Exactly. You know, <clears throat> and yeah. yeah, it's just really so. Yeah, I found that a bit upsetting. Really, I think I feel like ideally, NCT and hypnobirth should be sort of merged into this big positive. Yeah,
0: there should be like a yeah, where, a where like
1: you learn the basics yeah. of of what happens, and but yeah, I don't. Know, it's a, it's a bizarre. Yeah.
0: okay well for those who are interested in hypnobirthing and I think we all should be I will add links to Ayla's page and her website for you to contact her for more information and um, I think we will definitely do more episodes on this if people want to know more but it's definitely my thing is trust your body and trust your instincts because ultimately you will know if something doesn't feel right and especially for Black and Asian women and those of ethnic minorities, speak up as Definitely. much as you can during labour yeah. and at your hospital appointments. And if you're not comfortable with your midwife and your doctor, I have so many friends who are not Black and Asian who were not comfortable with their midwives and requested a new midwife. I think the way I, yeah, I, I think I it's very British of, yeah. to not do it. And conscious to do that. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, oh god, no. But I actually, yeah. And there's also another side of it that I find is our cultural upbringing. To me, having my Nigerian upbringing, it was, labor mm. and birth was never talked about. Like, my mom had never ever no. spoke about what to expect when you're pregnant, when, to give, when you're given birth. So I'm, I went in there very blind. And so even coming out of it, she never spoke to me about, you know, like you have your
1: yeah, yeah. baby
0: blues and your emotions and your ups and downs.
1: That's no. me, I don't
0: think that's a thing for Nigerian women. Yeah, I mean, even, it's crackle.
1: even quite a British thing, I guess, to just not talk about how you're feeling and. And I was just like,
0: I need someone to talk yeah. to because I feel like I'm going to explode. Like I had so many feelings, so many emotions rush in after I gave birth and I'm just like I'm going to explode if I don't have someone to talk to and I tried to talk to my mum and you know bless her it's no fault of her own Mm. I don't think she could relate because like she had four kids and she just made it seem like it was a walk in the park and here (laughs) I am just two (laughs) I'm struggling a lot of days and I just feel like I don't have the level of support that I would like which is no fault of anyone's And no one else's fault because I find it hard asking for help. Which I guess is attributed to my upbringing as well. Like, we have to be, I hate the word strong, especially when people describe black women as strong. Because, like, I feel like I don't want to be strong all the time. Sometimes I need that help and I don't know how to ask for that help. So, I'm trying to create a community where we can lean on each other, come together, and help each other. So that's going to be like, yeah, I think it's so important because I think
1: you're right. Like, I mean, like there's this lovely lady that I work with and she's now a, she is a birth trauma psychologist. Um, and she was saying to me, like, it's oh so prevalent now. You know, so many women struggle with birth trauma. Um, you know, over the years, she was just a normal yeah. therapist. And then she would get some people that had kind of birth trauma. And now she's actually, that is all she does. And she's like chock-a-block with people. <clears throat> and she was saying it's so prevalent mm-hmm. now. And I was yeah. thinking, well, is it? Or have women just always had this, but just sucked it up and yeah. not realized that this it sucks, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, like even my mum... Mm-hmm. I mean, the mm-hmm. whole, like when I was got pregnant, and I think a lot of women have this, like when I first got pregnant with my daughter, it's really awful. But when I found out I was pregnant, I was not excited. I was just filled with fear like how is she gonna get out Mm. (laughs) that was all I could think from day one you know (laughs) and like when I think about why that was it was because my mum had a really traumatic birth with me and my brother and we grew up hearing about that you know like it was literally like I nearly got torn in two I nearly died it was so horrific and she was really awful and and then when I started speaking to her about it properly since I've started doing my training and and she talked to me about some of the things that happened to her when she was giving birth, and they mm-hmm. uh, apparently were really common things when our parents were younger but like um like i don 't you probably know what an episiotomy is, <clears throat> which is where they basically years and years ago what they would do is they would like cut women open to get the baby out because their theory was mm-hmm. like. And they still do it sometimes, even here. But you're not meant to. The theory was like it helped you because your baby's not born to do this, and so we need to help help it out. So they used, to, but it's actually oh a really horrific mm-hmm. practice that causes, you know, really lifelong traumatic issues for women and with incontinence and loads of different <laughs> things. But my mum had an episiotomy, and then she said to me that when the doctor came back in after. Um, I was born he came back in and apparently I can't even believe someone said this to her he said to me oh I'm not sure where all these bits and pieces go I mean <gasps> how would you say that to someone oh, it's just like absolutely horrific butchery basically <laughs> And then, and then he said to her, which again I couldn't believe, but apparently was a really common thing that surgeons would do. It was sort of like this joke that they all made. He said he leaned over to my dad and apparently went, do you "Want me to put in a few extra stitches just to uh, help you out?" <gasps> which oh is just God. like she's sitting right there, like have a bit of like respect. Do you know what I mean? But oh, that's oh, I think oh, like that yeah. they were brought up in a situation where that was just common practice you know common, so like, yeah, then even thinking yeah. that you had birth trauma would be like such a bizarre thing to you know yeah and they're like what what's trauma <laughs> so yeah my mum finds it funny that like oh. I ever talk about having a bad birth or like bad memories she's like you have no idea
0: what I went through and I'm yeah. fine <laughs> <laughs> just like oh I hate that we are two different people but yeah I don't think mum understands when I say, like, I think about the trauma I went through and that. And it's like, because she had four natural births. But she doesn't talk about them, so she makes it seem like they were all straightforward. But I find it very Mm, hard to believe all four of them were straightforward. I'm sure we'll do this when we're older. We'll just, like,
1: re-romanticise everything. We'll be like, oh, "Oh, you guys, you slept through the night from day one, you know. You ate everything (laughs) I ever put on your plate. (laughs)
0: Probably so. I guess that in a way is kind of helping, but I feel like that is just no, in the it's long not. Term, It's not helping because I had ideas of having like ten kids, <laughs> still running around playing, <laughs> <laughs> sleeping, but it really, the thought of having yeah. I one mean, really there's destined. just no chance I would have another one so, now.
1: No chance, which is like really sad. Yeah. But <clears throat> and that is what they like. They think that's a big it part is. of why like the um reproduction rate is going down so much in the UK, in the UK and a lot of developed mm-hmm. nations is because women are having such traumatic yeah I mean even like the. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you call it the who or the WHO WHO, I think you say don't you yeah so they've got the like workout, um, yeah, they do a lot of research on like loads of different topics but they have a whole section which is really interesting to read on birth um, and they basically set out what the guidelines should be for a, as a global, like in, you know, medical association, and in terms of like yeah. interventions, mm-hmm. so that means like an induction, using forceps, um any any uh, epidurals, mm-hmm. and then C sections, and they talk about the percentages of yeah. um, you know what what should be like how many births should realistically need a C section, and and I think it's like okay. the absolute, I think with an induction it shouldn't be more than 20 percent, and for a c-section it shouldn't be more okay. than three i think it is so that's like the max and at the uk we're currently at 40 okay. percent of women get an induction and we're yeah 40 percent of women 40%? are induced which is like so over what it medically should be allowed to do it just shows that we're being induced yeah. for just ridiculous yeah. reasons
0: what if you look at the births in America, yeah. I know America is a whole different scale, but like you can opt to have a C-section and yeah, doctors yeah. tend to push you to have a yeah, C-section yeah. to get you in and out. Because with a C-section, you can schedule the time yeah. and duration of the labor. I'm like, if they knew exactly what a C-section yeah. was. Yeah, What I mean, it also, right, it's the same
1: as where my kids were born in Dubai. It's a private healthcare system. So they make more money from a C-section. Yeah. So the doctors, yeah, do. even in Dubai, mm-hmm. anything they will just go oh c-section you know to the point c-section, where the doctors yeah. actually yeah. don't know how to cope with basic basic issues in birth because they're not used to dealing with it wow. because they're actually the worst country in the world for this is australia which shocked me but they i think they're 80 percent c-section really? <gasps> yeah which is That's like scary right way. women are literally I normally not know. forgetting what like giving birth is basically in that country they don't know they don't know what it is it's unusual to find someone that's given birth like naturally
0: wow and this is something we need to be changing so I feel like this is my new calling (laughs) I think it's so important because you know
1: what birth is one of the biggest moments in your life as a woman and even as a as a guy And, like, we're just being robbed of a really amazing positive experience because you never, ever forget Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how, you know, how you were made to feel when you give birth. And you never forget that experience. It lives with you forever. And it's so important that women are left with a positive experience. And there's so many physical and mental scars that we're getting from From this now, and but a lot of it comes down to the fact that we're not educated. We don't know how to push back. We don't know how to say no. We don't know how to advocate for ourselves. And it's the same for men as well. Like my husband didn't come when I did hypnobirthing. He didn't come to the course, so on the day he was brilliant and he was really supportive but if something had happened and I wasn't able to speak for myself yeah. he wouldn't have known how to advocate for me Who, and it's yeah, so important for for black yeah. women and, and ethnic minority women for their husbands to be clued up and to know how to speak for them but
0: it's true but at the same time with within our cultures it was always a thing where mm. childbirth was not a place for the man to be it was like we yeah. would wait somewhere and it'll be all the women in the family will go and give birth yeah. and then the baby will just come back so I think that was passed down through generations that's yeah, also definitely. something we need to change and educate them as well because Claude definitely would not have known what to say in the slightest I mean during my first labour he was just <laughs> taking my bass and he was just sitting there and I'm just like this is not what a working partner is. <laughs> Whereas my treat. husband, he still bless his heart because it looked quite
1: easy when I was giving birth with my daughter. And I kept asking him to give me like it little pregnancy massage yeah. where you basically put pressure on the woman's like hips from behind. And I was like, I thinking, yeah. every time I have mm-hmm. like a contraction or a surge, can you do that? And after about an hour, he was like, babe, my hands are getting really tired. You look fine. And I was like, like oh my God. get back there. <laughs> and even now to this day when women say to him you know i'm gonna be pregnant i'm you know i'm pregnant or this is gonna happen he's like oh it's easy it's easy and i'm like that is the negative of hypnobirthing right because (laughs) then you make it look so easy they (laughs) just think (laughs) yeah but i think it is really important for men it's really important like you know if like for example in your situation you're being rushed in sometimes as a woman yeah. like you're, you're just panicking right is this baby okay just do whatever you need to do to make sure this baby yeah. is okay and you're not always thinking rationally yeah and I think it's that's where your husband ideally needs to step in and go why are you doing this it's what's going on exactly. and like asking yeah. those questions that yeah. you're not able emotionally to like to do
0: mm-hmm. and that
1: is what being a birth partner yeah. is about right they need to be like because men do naturally yeah. go into a state of um like that protector mode when you're when you're pregnant and I remember the weird stuff my husband would do even when I was yeah. just pregnant like feeding me weird foods and like you know he just wanted to constantly you know <laughs> look after the baby and me and like that is their natural state during childbirth as well and we just need to yeah. like learn how to mm-hmm. activate them but that they need education as well yeah. right they need to understand you know
0: the, they need to understand the process everything we're going through and they need to understand what exactly they should look out for and what sort of questions they should be asking exactly and
1: And like they need to be aware I think that it's not a nice thing to walk into a situation where your whole body and your everything about you is just trying to protect this baby and protect yourself and you go in there thinking I am more likely to end in a in a disaster story here like that's not a nice state Mm -hmm. of anxiety that you need but you also do need to be aware of it because you can't you know protect yourself and protect your partner if you're not aware of that as well so I think it's really difficult like even with my hypnobirthing stuff I always want to talk about positivity I want women to know that you can give birth positively that it can be an amazing experience but I also want them to know that it also on the flip side can be dangerous if you're yeah and and that you need to you need to know That when you know something is wrong, you need to make sure that you are getting that point across and that someone is listening to you.
0: Okay.
1: And that yeah, I think that's where yeah. it's really important that men like do come, start coming to the table with stuff like this. And not just sitting there doing okay. gas and air, Claude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're <gonna kill> me
0: when <laughs> you but yeah, oh my god! So that is amazing. And when I saw that you've just started that, I was like, "That is just exactly what we yeah, need." It is so important. I've right I'm been like and amazed so by how many
1: women have like, um yeah, have basically like a lot of Bane women that I've been getting a lot of women coming in and, and doing groups, and it's been amazing.
0: Yeah.
1: um yeah. We don't have anything, don't, like it. and it's like we there's this really lovely charity as well which I'll send you the details of and then you can you can post as well but they they're a charity that black uh black babies matter (laughs) and they've been like sending me a lot of women that get in contact with them that are feeling you know worried or or panicked and the lovely thing as well about about all this stuff is like You can also just learn it yourself. I mean, obviously, I would love people to all come to me, but there's so much out there. You know, there's like um, the positive birth movement on Facebook where you can just read positive birth stories all day long from women that have done it, which is just such a nice thing to like surround yourself with. Um, And there's a really amazing website called Evidence Based Birth which is this woman that set it up. Yeah, okay, it's yeah, incredible. And them, yeah. any issue you've got in birth, whether someone's trying to induce you and you don't feel it's right, anything you feel uncomfortable about yeah. and you feel like a little bit in the back of your mind is nagging, saying, is this the right decision? You just go on this website and they have fact sheets, um, evidence-based studies, proper studies that have been thoroughly checked and they give you the pros and cons to every single situation and it's just so helpful and, you know, it just sort of puts the the power balance back in women's hands a little bit and out of these doctors who are not always giving a balanced point of view on on medical,
0: um, yeah, yeah. And at the same time, it's like every woman is different, and with the doctors, they they tend to just treat, yeah. treat every pregnancy the same. So they feel like what works with one is going to work for all, which is not the case. We're finding out. So, yeah, it's definitely. I would say educate yourselves, guys, as much as you can before you go into it, just so you're prepared. Yeah, definitely. Although nothing can really prepare <laughs> you for the actual. Do you know the
1: one thing I wish someone birth, had told me birth. that definitely, even in hypno birthing, they didn't tell me was. When the baby's coming out, it basically just feels like you're doing a massive poo. <laughs> because no oh, one yeah, tells you basically. that. And it's no, quite I'm, a critical no, piece I'm of it. information. Like it, Because it, it feels like something else is happening. Like... And then it worries you. Yeah, so like, I think I need
0: to <laughs> poo now. And you're like, no, don't poo.
1: <laughs> that should be the first thing they say. When you feel like you need to poo, the baby is coming That's out. That's what
0: I tell people now. <laughs> yeah when people say what
1: does it feel like i was like basically it was like yeah time really pee, which really is uncomfortable pee. right but not you know you know oh, yeah. you don't need to yeah. start l- removing all stents yeah.
0: between the, the your boobs <laughs> downwards in order to do a poo <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> correction this has been episode six thanks for listening and catch you next time